Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Fact based. Fact based. Should have caught this. What? What do we miss? Well, the chief offside correspondent. Uh, I said, why is why is Pelosi not calling for Franken's resignation? Uh, Franken's a senator. She isn't. So. Got it. Conyers is a member of the House. So it's a fact. Uh, it's a fact based. Got it. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that Greg? Yes, it is. Go ahead. So I was telling Rook, I had this vision of uh, P.J. Fleck on Capitol Hill giving his change of culture speech. We could save a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to do. You just need to get him out east. Let's change go. the culture. They change in a heartbeat. Yeah, they change just from... to get rid of them. They change from play to play with Fleck. That's right. Thank you. Uh, what's that on one, Mary? Uh, Mary, yes. Hi, Mary. Hi, Joe. I was going to tell you about Frank and not being, you know, in the house, but my second comment was, on behalf of me and every woman I know, we don't want to see that stuff. I I, uh, I don't blame you. Okay. Yeah. Just so it's out there now. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank thanks. you. Bye. Uh... Uh, when it comes to your political leanings, you are what you drive. According right. to a new study that says election results can be predicted by the make and model of cars spotted in a particular community. Come on. Huh? Do you buy that? Uh, to some degree. Stanford University researchers used a computer algorithm to determine whether a neighborhood leaned to the left or right by looking at the vehicle's in 50 millions of e images from Google Street View in 200 American cities. Don't tell me they don't have enough to do at Stanford. Right. When sedans outnumbered pickup trucks, there was an 88% chance that the city would vote Democratic. In areas with pick more pickup trucks, the odds switched to 82% in favor of Republicans, the researchers concluded. Remember, pickup trucks have been power washed. They're racist. That's right. In uh, we, we show that it is possible to determine socioeconomic statistics and political preferences in the U.S. population by combining publicly available data with machine learning methods, said the report, published Tuesday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. The researchers created an algorithm to identify the brand, model, and year of every car sold in the U.S. since 1990. Wow. The types of cars also provided information about the race, income, and education levels of a neighborhood, the study said. Volkswagens and Aston Martins were associated with white neighborhoods, while Chrysler's, Buick's, and Oldsmobile's tended to appear in African-American neighborhoods, the study found. Uh, okay. The researchers cross-checked their predictions against actual Census Bureau data and voting results. They said the, their method of surveying neighborhoods could eventually save the government time and money by replacing or supplementing the Census Bureau's door-to-door -door approach with compilations of demographic information. Scott Cleland, a tech blogger who is critical of Google's privacy protections, worried that the voting data could be misused. 
Once you start sharing and deducing people's private stuff in a group setting for group purposes, it doesn't take a genius to see that this could end badly, said Cleveland. You can imagine the manipulation of a neighborhood. I'm not sure I can. Uh, you know, uh, can I say Pretty this? broad stripe, isn't it, to, to paint all those... You're too you're you're too young to bounce this off of. I'm I'm having a memory. I'm having a memory of it almost being a cliche that black guys drove Cadillacs. I'm talking about 60 years ago. And that the reason was because the they were so limited I, as, I know as, what you're going to say as to where they could purchase a home. Yes. That the, they spent the money instead on a car. I'm, and, and they, I'm, I'm and they wondering took, if that was always a folk tale or if that was true. No, I think we've heard that. We've talked about that at some point on the show when we were talking about the, uh, wasn't it the uh, the old Rondo neighborhood? Yeah. And that came up and they took excellent care of their vehicles because unfortunately the home buying for them was so limited. Well, I think that's a shame. I, I would much rather have seen somebody be able to invest in a house than a car. I, well, I think I would agree with you. Yeah. Cars come and go. Cars come and go, but they took such good care of them that they lasted a long time. Uh, that, I, that I'm that i unaware of. I don't know why a black guy would take any better care of a car than you do. <clears throat> and um, you don't take very good care at all. No, I really don't. No. I, and that's... It's one of your downfalls. It's one of my downfalls, and I admit that. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm not, uh, I'm not a car guy. I don't care what I drive. I don't care what it looks like. That's uh, quite an admission it uh, is, to make in GL. It is. It's. Uh, I got. I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I'm not going to wax get my it. car. I understand. I understand. Right. Uh, you're you're probably in the majority. To tell you okay. the truth. Okay. But I will tell you this: in our uh, fam, the family podcast that that we do, mm-hmm. my family does. Yeah. It's available on iTunes, by the way. I, I was wondering how you'd get the plug in. Yeah, but I was the featured person of the week, and they gave me a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a must listen. Are you ever going to have guests? Uh, yeah, I think so. Would you like to sit in? No. Yo, yeah, you're going to sit in. No. We might come and do it from your garage. No. But uh, so you give a, a speed round, a, a quiz, 10 questions to whoever's the feature. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you could hire someone, this was the last week, episode six, what would you hire someone for? And I said, to take care of the vehicles. Mm-hmm. I said, because I don't. And then I was taking tasks, and you don't take care of the vehicles. And I said, if I had somebody that could detail it out and do all that stuff for there me. There are many people that do that. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, I can't afford that for somebody to do that. But if I could keep all five vehicles in tip-top shape and waxed and I don't understand why you feel it's your obligation to maintain the car of an adult child. No, but see, I don't drive them, so I, you know. No, no, you misunderstood me. What? Why is it your obligation to take care of five cars if three of them are owned by kids? That's their problem. Well, the only the two oldest own their own cars. Well, that's their problem. Then. Well, they don't. I don't bring them to the car wash and stuff. But what I my point was, if I had the means, I would make sure all those cars but were properly cared for. That's their problem. They should get the if the if your oldest kid has a car, that's her problem. She ought to take care of it. Well, yeah, she. I mean, she does. She washes it, and she keeps the interior clean. Yeah. But I, hopefully, she's learned about the oil changes. I don't. You know, I don't. Well, I don't, she wouldn't have learned it from you. <laughs> well, and the other, the other boy, he's fine. He does do the oil changes and stuff like that. I but, mean, all that, all an oil change is is cheap insurance. That's all it is. 
oddly enough, he told me today, I want to learn how to change my own oil. It's simple. No, it's not. Oh, my God. You got to lay down the ground. Yeah. You're going to put stuff in No, it you could even you Make could, sure you put it in the right hole. You Even you could do it. Although you probably pour the oil in the windshield washer fluid receptacle. You've done that before. Huh? I think you have. Yeah. That's why the one car you had had no oil in it whatsoever. Zero. It was the color of a ran. finely polished, what did you say? Ebony piano. Oh, it was just <laughs> dreadful. Garage Logic 98. College of Self-Esteem. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I got to read you a neat letter. The letter to the editor in Star Tribune? No, it was a letter to the editor of the Pioneer Press. It was published November 26. Okay. Help me. When was that? Sunday? 26 was Sunday. Sunday. Because the St. Paul, uh, for no reason whatsoever, uh, the city of St. Paul, the political class, mm -hmm. the public class, has introduced itself to the task of trash collection. And... Uh, I want to read you a letter a guy wrote that I think is pretty great. All right. I was talking trash with friends and reading the paper the other day. The St. Paul City Council voted 5-2 to two to accept a five-year agreement for residential trash collection with a coalition of 15 trash haulers painstakingly hammered out by city staff over the course of 14 months of negotiations, seven contract proposals, and 10 drafts. Oh, they really made their own work for them, huh? This was a lot of work to raise my rates $120 a year. The city will collect $24.60 annual administrative fee per household. The fees will cover customer outreach and education materials, implementation and city staffing, including overseeing cash flow. Uh, hmm. Charging me to tell me it's taking my money and managing it. Just surprise me for free. <laughs> the city's website says residents want stable, uniform rates at a reasonable and or low cost. If it's not a low price, it's not reasonable. People share trash collection to save money. My rates would go down $3.29 per month with every other week collection. Half the service at about the same price. I suppose that makes sense. You can't opt out. So if you have no trash, you pay that price for nothing. City, you're not coming with me to negotiate when I buy a car. Yeah. We currently have 15 haulers. Traffic creates unnecessary noise. Well, I'm old and deaf. So deaf I can't hear you when you tell me you're doing me a favor, taking $120 from me for a year. Here's an idea. Old guys love coupons. Establish Take Your Trash Downtown Day. Curbside drop-off, no parking fees. <laughs> we already pay too much for parking. For each bag you drop off, you get a coupon, reducing your trash bill by 3 bucks. People will visit downtown. Garbage trucks will have fewer stops. Neighborhoods will be quieter. How about a choice between $3 trash and $5 parking coupon? People might visit downtown, stay for a cup of coffee, and talk trash with friends. Nick Cosimini, St. Paul. Love it. Isn't he correct? Isn't he correct? He's spot on. You know what this really is? Uh, and it'll happen. It, it, all, it happens... It, it's fluid. It's happening all the time. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, mm -hmm. the public class far outweighs any other number of employees in any given city. And they need to come up with new revenue streams to continue to support themselves. So this is just one of the ways it was dreamed up in St. Paul. We're going to, we're going to introduce the city 
to the job of trash collecting. And then we're going to charge you. We're going to charge each right. household $24.60 so we can tell you what we think about how you're doing. And Think we'll, about that. We'll Educa- provide you some pamphlets. Yeah, and, education you know, How did I get this far? How did I get this far without the city helping me? And all that is... Tell me if I'm wrong, euphorians, people who live in Liberal Lakes and Diversityville. All the city has done is dream up a way to collect 25 bucks from you uh, per household per year. That uh, That's a couple of million that they need for the kitty. That's all it is. Right. That's all pot. it is. It's B as in B, S as in S. And all the euphorians uh, who have Wellstone signs still in their window say... Well, geez, it's only $24.60. It's a lot of Start money. Start adding it up, people. It's a lot of money. All this is is this is the political class has dreamed up a way to create a new revenue stream. Let me perform my role as the speed bump. That's how you've got to look at anything that arises from any politically driven effort to combat what is called climate change. The climate has always changed. And it always will. Mm-hmm. But the minute you start getting taxed for it, or you have to start paying carbon credits, the only thing that means, and the only thing it results in, is it's merely another revenue stream for the public class and the political class. That's all it is. To it has nothing. It has nothing to do with the environment. Zip. Nada. Nothing. And same with this trash collection nonsense. Uh, you know, some... Some weenie somewhere said, geez, I wish there wasn't so many trucks around. And I, I don't want the city to negotiate my trash bill anymore. Like this guy said that he wants the city to go with him when he buys a car. I'm capable. I don't know how I got this far without the city's help. In, in choosing your trash provider, I think it already, what you put out. I think it already happens in Minneapolis. I think Minneapolis is city collection. Uh, but St. Paul's private haulers. And... Uh, it's it's just it's just a, a it's an affront. It's an affront is what it is. Think of driving. That I have to pay them twenty four dollars and sixty cents for an annual administration fee that I haven't needed for for all my years on earth. And think about all the times you drive through the city. We drive through the city quite a bit. Different parts of the city. All everywhere. the time. All the time. How many times have you seen a trash uh, collectors in a, in a a traffic jam in an alley. I've yet never, to see it in all my never, years. Never, never, never. I think they have it down, and they must coordinate. Our, there's no traffic jam in an alley. No. And I don't hear the same misguided euphorians complaining about the recycling trucks, which are gargantuan. Right. You know. And well, that's and another thing they. T- that, well, it's laughable that they say, "Well, we're worried about the condition of the streets." They already look like World War One in Yugoslavia. Right. Who right. are you kidding? Right. They're already shot. The bike lanes are looking good, though. That one downtown is looking really good. It never gets used. I've never seen it. That's one of my moves. And it's handsome. It's, oh, it's beautiful. But we didn't need, we needed a separate traffic light for bikers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. Those man. things aren't 10 or 15 bucks. I'm sure it was a whole bunch of money. Francis. Hail the clue writer. Hail you. Really quick, I want to say that I'm working as an underground uh, railroad person, basically, because I don't live in St. Paul, but I work with neighborhoods right now that mandate that you have to have your own garbage service. So I'm working with neighborhoods where we have one guy in a, a group that will pay for garbage, and we all put it in there, although we can't tell the city that. 
it's amazing how that would work. And I don't know if that's going to work in St. Paul. That's not the way it's going to work in St. Paul. Well, uh, they want uh, they want just like Minneapolis, but I'm saying in, in the suburbs we have a ton of trucks running around, and a lot of us uh, are your age, and we don't generate much garbage. So oh. we do it in a neighborhood o- approach, but if we ever brought it up to our city, they would say we're in violation. Yeah. But uh, good luck to us all. Don't let that guy on anymore, Reavers. Is Reavers in there? He's okay. There. Yeah, I, I'm weary of this clue writer BS. I don't write the clues. I, I'm serious. I'm tired of it. Well, it's a, come that time again. I mean, you'd, you'd know if I wrote them, they'd be good. They'd be fun. I, I think they are pretty good. I think that's that's why people tip their cap to you. No, I don't write them. <laughs> don't play into his hands. Got it. So if Francis calls again, he's not welcome. Oh, He's not welcome. Just use a different name and a different voice, and don't call him the clue writer, Francis. There you go. Yeah, so that's, I can do his that's all Francis. This is Frank. Do. Right, this is Frank now. Yeah. Frank was the name of my energy resource recycling agent field representative. I miss him. You know, I've driven one of those trucks. I'm very jealous of that. Frank let me uh, take the truck around the block. It just uh, it was fun. Frank let me take the youngest, the boy, when he was about three years old, and ride on the back of the truck. Well, you have to. It was 10 feet. It wasn't a big deal. Oh, a big but the deal. kid to this day, that was the greatest day of my life. Yeah. Season ticket holder? Nope. <laughs> Found him taped to the lid of a garbage can <laughs> on my route, Frank said to uh, Howard Fox one night in the Metrodome. <laughs> Say, Garage Logic will be back shortly. If you're down, commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 47 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. The Twins are adding former Major League pitcher Bob McClure as their senior pitching advisor. The 65-year-old McClure will work with the new pitching coach Garvin Alston and soon-to-be-named minor league pitching coordinator. McClure spent the last four seasons as the Phillies pitching coach. Uh, you may remember, if you're old enough. Didn't he play with Molly? Yeah, he was a teammate of Twins manager Paul Molitor back with the Milwaukee Brewers. Huh. What's his name? Uh, Bob McClure. Huh. He's a, he was a lefty, I believe, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. So is he going to be the the, the, the the main chief of pitching, or is he going to work alongside John? Senior Do we know? pitching advisor, whatever huh. that means. That's a big role. The Gophers with their first loss of the season last night. Number 10 Miami beats Minnesota 86-81. to The Gophers, of course, are rated 12th. Next up for the Gophers, they play Rutgers on Sunday in the uh, early Big Ten opener. Wild at home tonight, taking on the Vegas Golden Knights at the Excel Energy Center. And uh, at the Hero World Challenge, Tiger Woods making a move. He's at four under now through 14. He's back. No, he's back to three under now. Oh. Is he back to three yeah, under now? You, you have the live, uh, the live. I just track. turned it on. Okay. The 55-inch TCL. That's fine. Sure. It's your show, Joe. You don't have to justify it. Right. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) News notes from today. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) News notes from today. We uh, have an update on the light rail train that left the tracks near City Hall in downtown Minneapolis today. Apparently, it looks like it hit a rail utility box lid that hadn't been properly secured, according to Metro Transit. The derailment happened shortly before 11 this morning down a light rail service, uh, shut down light rail service between U.S. Bank Stadium and Target Field. Left the tracks near the intersection of South 5th Street and 2nd Avenue South. Uh, Metro Transit said Green Line service was running normally between U.S. Bank Stadium and Union Depot in St. Paul. And the Blue Line service normal between the football stadium and Mall of America. Luckily, no injuries. So a couple of weeks ago, 
there were guys working on the light rail station at Old Fifth and Hennepin, I'd like to say. A utility box was also left open. I was I was walking by there, and you could hear the buzzing coming from Ooh. where they were working on it. And I thought there was no barricades. There was nothing. I mean, if someone had walked across it, I'm not saying they would have been electrocuted, right. but it did it did not look safe. Hmm. So this this also happened and caused a train derailment. Yeah, it looks like it hit a box flip. <laughs> the train came off the track. Got so some real grade A dummies yep. out there. An old bar and a staple of live music in Minneapolis is closing. Whiskey Junction no. announcing, yeah, announced its closing on Facebook. Owner Tom O'Shea says it's because the city's minimum wage increase, which was passed earlier this year. Way to go. A portion of his post reads, unfortunately, after recent changes in the Minneapolis ordinances regarding minimum wages and primarily the lack of a tip credit provision, we feel now is the time to get out of the bar business. I told you guys this was going to happen. Don't you I think thought- it's better that these people are just out of work? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Remember? No. Remember I'm the prediction? Reverse. Oh. Light rail. <laughs> you will get off of one of those stations That's and right. visit an art store. Get, get a cup of coffee. Get something to eat in one of our fantastic uh, restaurants. And if you're really hip, you can get off at Whiskey Junction or the, anymore, Sharon. or the Caboose. <laughs> Not anymore. Whiskey Junction gone. The because caboose. they ruled from the salon. We Wait. must raise the minimum wage. Way to go, Betsy. Yeah. And it won't be the last place either, by the oh, way. Oh, God, no. Minneapolis will increase the minimum wage over a phase-in period of five to seven years to 15 bucks an hour, regardless of whether workers earn tips. Restaurant workers fought for a tip credit to help offset costs to small businesses that run on razor-thin margins but were unsuccessful. A similar proposal is being talked about in St. Paul. Uh, O'Shea, by the way, has owned Whiskey Junction for 12 years. That building, though, has been around serving as a saloon of one sort or the other since the late 1880s. You ever oh. play there, John? I never played there. I went to many shows there, sure. but uh, did not play there. What, I'm sorry, John. When, when are they going to officially close their doors? Uh, first of the year, I believe. Uh, so think about yeah. that. Think about that. They're they're not even going to remain open for what could possibly be one of their largest paydays the week of the Super Bowl. Isn't that something? You know, yeah. that that's not even worth it to them to remain open. Oh, have they thought about that? Maybe they'll reconsider. Well, I'm sure they did. Well, I hope I have the date right. I read it in the story, but I don't have it in this copy of the story. That's, That's a shame. Check. That is just a shame. Betsy, you are ruining the city. Senate Republicans today pushed ahead on that sweeping revamp of the nation's tax code with Majority Leader Mitch McConnell expressing confidence of final passage by week's end and a key Republican getting on board. The GOP had the momentum for delivering a major legislative and political win for President Trump after the bill cleared a procedural hurdle 52 to 48 late yesterday. Uh, Republican Senator John McCain, remember, he derailed the last effort by the GOP. He said today he will back the new tax bill. Major boost for the legislation. Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri said he thinks that all the major issues were resolved and that leaders were just working out the details. If it is passed, it would mark the first time in 31 years that Congress has overhauled the tax code. A deadly chemical was in the container from which a a Croat war criminal drank shortly before dying. That, according to a Dutch prosecutor, uh, Marilyn Filkenscher, said there was a preliminary test of the substance in the container. And all I can say for now is that there was a chemical substance in the container that can cause death. Uh, If you missed it yesterday, this fella, 72 years old, stunned the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia when he gulped down liquid from a small bottle seconds after a U.N. appeals judge confirmed a 20-year sentence against him. He was the wartime... For 20 years, you're going to knock yourself off? He was the wartime commander of Bosnian-Croat forces. He said in court that he had taken 
poison right after drinking out of the bottle. He was rushed to a Hague hospital, but he died there. His lawyer, Nika Pinter, said that she never expected him to kill himself and does uh, does not know how he obtained the fatal liquid. Given the court's strict security, a lawyer described him as an honorable man who could not live with the war crimes conviction and leave the courtroom handcuffed. He was originally convicted in 2013 of crimes including murder, persecution, and deportation for his role in a plan to carve out a Bosnian-Croat mini-state in Bosnia in the early 1990s. Look, ethnic cleansing, huh? Oof. I have a test for both of you coming up. It's okay. not an open quiz. It's a test. What did we do okay. wrong? No, no, it's a test. You're oh. going to be tested on something. And paranoid, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New long-acting drugs might hold out hope for millions of people who suffer migraines. Studies of two of these medicines given as shots every month or so found they cut the frequency of the notoriously painful and disabling headaches. The drugs are the first preventive medicines developed specifically for migraines. They work by interfering with the substance involved in modifying nerve signaling in the body and the progression of pain and symptoms. What's the name of it, John? Uh, the uh, drugs are Amgen, uh, let's see, Amgen and Novartis. Huh. So uh, it's a whole new direction, according to Dr. Andrew Hershey. He's the neurology chief at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. Uh, migraines plague more than a billion people worldwide and more than 38 million in the U.S. alone. More severe than your ordinary headache, of course, throbbing, squeezing pain and pressure, often accompanied by vision problems, sensitivity to light, noise or smells, and nausea. They can leave people unable to work or do simple things like cooking or even holding conversations. Both drugs now have been submitted to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for approval. A 1979 Porsche 924 that was stolen from the parking lot of a movie theater in southern Oregon over 25 years ago has been found on. at the bottom of a rocky cliff deep in the mm. woods near Crater Lake. Huh. It's not uh, not much of a car. According to the Jackson County... left or prior to going prior, off the cliff? Prior to going, prior to going off. off. Yeah. Oh. According to the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, a local man walking his dog along a rural forest road discovered the overturned car after he followed the animal off the trail. Caught against the base of a tree, the car is well-preserved enough that it could have been crashed last week, according to officials. Were the wheels still spinning? However, (laughs) detectives quickly determined that wasn't the case. The sheriff's statement read, Heavy forest debris indicated the vehicle had been there for a significant period of time. The registration tags had expired in 1991. Further investigation found the Porsche was reported stolen January 20th of 91 from the parking lot of the Southdale Cinema in Medford. Uh, it seems to have gone out in a blaze of glory, sailing off a mountain road after the driver pushed it just a little too far. The crash site reportedly located off Abbott Prairie Road in Trail, Oregon, and if the sheriff's measurements are correct, might be at that sharp bend in the road that comes after a fairly long straight. Uh, now, you'd expect or wonder about the thief who may have been driving the car. Officers found no trace of human remains in or around the vehicle. Oh. Officers will now try to track down the previous owner and, more importantly, get the Porsche from the precarious spot. A man who's been on the run since being accused of killing his girlfriend 11 years ago was captured in Mexico this week, and authorities used his missing toe to help identify him. 50-year-old William Greer allegedly killed his girlfriend, Tammy Esquivel, December 19, 2006. According to the U.S. Marshals Service, Esquivel's death was not discovered until Greer was found naked and intoxicated three days later and confessed to accidentally killing her. He was arrested at that point for public intoxication, but had to be let go when police could find no evidence of a crime. By the time evidence did surface, he was gone. Esquivel's body was never found. There's still an active criminal investigation. 
Apparently, Greer was last spotted in Kentucky in 2008. The Marshal Service recently got info he might be in a small town in southern Mexico. Part of how Mexican authorities were able to establish that the man they had led to was indeed Greer was by confirming he had a missing toe. See, how would you like to be that uh, officer that for, you know, how, how long were they chasing after him? 11 uh, years. 11, years, 11 yeah. years, and you had that missing toe in the box, you can get a and toe. you had to go catch up to him and say, hey, uh, is this toe match up here? <laughs> you can get a toe. Can you get me a toe? <laughs> Toes are easy. I can get you a toe by 3 o'clock. <laughs> Got the weather coming uh, up. Yes. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a Ph.D., Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 47 degrees. Clear skies tonight will drop down to 31, so just below the freezing point, light and variable winds. Tomorrow, morning sun turns to afternoon clouds, but still mild 47. 47 again on Saturday with partly cloudy skies. Sunday, more clouds and some rain showers develop in the evening. But still a mild day, 48 on Sunday. So the weekend's staying mild for this time of the year. Uh, the average high is right around 32 degrees. We're going to see those temperatures drop, though, next week. 40 for the high on Monday. And that's just the beginning because uh, the rain will change over to kind of a sleety mixture late in the afternoon or the evening on Monday. Maybe even some uh, small accumulations. At this point, it looks like a lot of the moisture is going to be gone by the time the cold air arrives. But still a few snow showers left over on Tuesday, 25. Some minor accumulations, still a possibility. Then Wednesday, 20 for the high. Thursday, 20. And a low down to 7 above by Thursday night. Uh, the Arctic air is going to settle in next week. Right now we're at 47, and I have the records for the day, Joe. It's I can't believe this. November's over. It's the 30th of November. Crazy already. 62. 62. In 1922. In 1922. 18 below zero. 18 below. In 1964. In 1964. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. He never buys any smokes. I wonder why. I'm going to give you a story here uh, for a reason. Is this the test? Yes. And I'm going to ask you, what about this story intrigues me? Oh, okay. So it's not something I have to know. I just have to pay attention. That's right. That's easy. There's, there's a 19-year-old gal in Tehran, Iran. Okay. Named Sahar Tabar. Sahar Tabar. It's a lot of rhyming. She's 19. Well, it's T-A-B-A-R. How would you say it? Tabar? Uh, Sabar Tahar. But the city, Sahar Tabar. Tabar. She's 19. Yep. She's a big, big fan of Angelina Jolie. Interesting. Uh, so much so that she's had a reported 50 surgeries oh. in an attempt to look like Angelina Jolie. So she doesn't wear the garb then. She's not wearing the, the hat thing. And yeah, she got that going robes, too. But she, if you ask me how the surgeries worked out, oh. I would say she's ruined her life. She looks uh, horrible. Oh, no. She looks frightening. No. She looks like a zombie. Do we know if she has money? Uh, just Can I finish the yeah. story? Oh, yeah. It's not the test. Yeah, I haven't asked you anything got yet. It. Waiting. <laughs> uh, she reportedly went on a diet... Uh, uh, she's four feet eight. She's dangerously underweight. Mm. Uh, she has amassed more than 308,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, one person simply posted zombie oh. on a recent photograph. While another said, uh, 
Her doctor made her look like an eight-month-old corpse. What's oh her my, name again? Oh, my God. Her, have you seen it? No, I'm going to go to Are Instagram. Right right looking? I'm looking at it right now. It, Sahar Tabar, 19. It looks her. like she's a Halloween. It, 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 it just looks foolish. And there's a lot of this in the news. There's a lot. The news seems attracted, particularly the British tabloids, seem particularly attracted to the people who are doing unworldly things to their bodies in an effort to look different, uh, turning into human Barbies or the human Ken doll, and they have their ribs broken, and they have these ungodly surgeries. Uh, But this one, and I never bring them up because these are fools looking for attention, uh, just as this poor young woman is doing. But why did this intrigue me? Uh, because let's see if you're the in the head. Here. Okay, okay. Let's see if you're in the head. Rookie's better. At of this all the things going on in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and her being in Tehran, mm-hmm. uh, you wondered how or why she would want to look like Angelina Jolie when there's really no uh, Western influences there. My my. Not on the right track. I'm not sensing Boy, it. boy, boy. If you are really only vaguely. Okay. Just okay. barely. Okay. Barely. Uh, so I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to say no. I'm trying to think because normally this Why type of Angelina thing Jolie? doesn't. I mean, you usually never spend two seconds on right, stuff because like these these misguided people uh, really aren't worth the time of discussion. But but there's a there's an extenuating circumstance. Okay. okay. Oh wait. Let me. Okay. Let me try this because this is a thought that I had. All right. Because included in the story that I found, rookie, I just sent it to you if you want to oh, look at it. Yeah. She before the surgeries, she's stunning. <clears throat> Uh, she's a very beautiful woman, and you're and you're wondering maybe, well, why would she even? No, that's no. Angelina Jolie. No, 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 that, no, that, Eddie, no Chris, you're wrong. Okay, you're I'm wrong. sorry. Yeah, that's not it. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Have you finally seen her? Yeah. That honey, no, no, no. Seeing her is not uh, a clue to my uh, question. Now, Rook, scroll yeah. down, and you can see what she looked like before she had her first surgery. Keep going. Oh. No, keep going. Oh, what? Nice. What yeah, is it? Uh, pay attention. Yep. Uh, what is it? Why, of all the fruitcakes that do this to themselves, why did I bring her up? Um, because it goes against their culture. Wait. Yes. Because her face would be covered. No. Mm-hmm. But it might be. I have no idea. Oh, that's a bad photo. Oh, God. I'm really racking my brain here because oh. I want to find that piece of the puzzle. Square peg in the round hole. Um, we are told. Oh, first world, ahead. first world problem that that genre that there's there's. We are told uh, that Iran is a terribly repressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's an earthquake, these mud huts are going to collapse on themselves. Okay, I got it. Now, Western influence. There's no money. There's. Uh, they're ruled by a religious dictatorship. Uh, it, by all accounts, uh, it's a, a dreadful place to be, uh, or you'd want to be if you were fortunate enough to have been born in the United States, for example. Yep. Uh, where in the hell did she get the money, and where in the hell did she find a doctor for fifty surgeries in Tehran, Iran? Well, based upon the photographic evidence, she didn't pick the good one. No. No, it's a she's ruined herself for life. But that's neither here nor there. What what intrigued me is how could this possibly have been accomplished in such what what by all accounts is such a destroyed nation? 
that they have time. For, they have time right. for this, right? How did she pull this off? Yeah, this doesn't seem like the right time. It's just beyond my comprehension that in a a, a nation so torn and and so uh, uh, oftentimes desperate <sighs> that that this nineteen year old can just go to the doctor and say, "Hey, guess what? I'm turning into." Uh, uh, I want to turn myself into Angelina Jolie. Right. We got a, so much other stuff going on that this just doesn't seem like it's the right. It, it makes no sense to me. Right. The, just... These other nutcases that live in England, you know, I can see where they might get away with it. But I don't, how did, how in the hell did you get away with it in a in a country like Iran? I do believe that she would get uh, a prominent role in any of the upcoming zombie movies. Any zombie though. movie. The apocalypse she, movie, anything she, like that. She'd be all right. Can yeah. you take us to break, please? I, I certainly can do that. Right. And I'll tell you to uh, get ready yeah. for your the break here. Yeah. All right. Garage Logic will return. Hey, Supermoon Sunday night. Let's do it. Hope I see it. Supermoon. What is the supermoon? Just a big... Bigger and brighter moon. than a typical full moon. Yeah, but the moon... Uh, those activities are... They're more often than not, the events. It's a perigean full moon. A full moon occurring near or at the time when the moon is at its closest point in its orbit around Earth. Yeah. But I, uh, if I'm remembering Dave's forecast correctly, it could be cloudy Sunday night. 1500 ESPN my in the kitchen. They saw a is super full KSTP St. Paul, <laughs> Minneapolis. Yeah.